save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Brooks. 
that truck over there, that's what I was driving. I was coming down Third Street, and I stopped with the red light over there. Uh, that corner over there? Yeah. And uh, when the light turned green, I started across the intersection. I was silent. Way in the air came barreling down big, so went right through the red light, hit the front of my truck. Flipped his car right over on the side, just like a suit. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the guy went a little crazy, I guess. Uh, right after the crack-up, I pulled the truck to the curb and got out. This fellow here was just climbing out of the top side of his car. Didn't seem hurt at all. Yeah, huh? Well, when he saw me coming over to him, he pulled a gun and pointed it at me. Then he turned and started running. I couldn't figure it out. What'd you do? Well, as soon as he turned his back to run, I went for him and tackled him. Fought like a tiger. That's why I say I slugged him. I, I had to, Oscar. There's something awful funny about the whole thing. Wait a minute. Well, look here. There's spots right here. It fell out of his coat when I slugged him. You take a look. Yeah. Here. Must be three, four dozen in there. Rings, all kinds. Yeah. Looks like diamonds in them, doesn't it? The ambulance arrived, and we took the unconscious fuel robbery suspect to Georgia to the shooting hospital. After he was revived and treated for cuts and bruises, we took him back to the city hall at the interrogation room. We fitted the description of the jewelry store bandit almost exactly. He refused to talk. He wouldn't even give us his name. We had his fingerprints taken, and we had them set through R&I. The man was identified as Vernon Albert McCauley, an ex-convict out of Folsom and a two-time loser. He served one five-year term for armed robbery and another three years for ADW. He checked out the wrecked car he'd been driving and found out that it had been stolen two blocks from the scene of the holdup. We had the manager of the jewelry store, which had been robbed, brought downtown. He identified McCauley as the bandit. The suspect still refused to talk. Ben and I took him to the main jail, where he was booked on suspicion of 211 D.C. 4.15 p.m. He checked back in at the office. Take some of them a long time to learn, sir. Two-time loser. This one ought to finish him. I can't tell you. He's been out of Folsom seven months and going right back in again. Mm-hmm. Well, we can get the complaint from the DA tomorrow and set the arraignment for Thursday. Yeah. Let us check with the manager of the jewelry store first. I wonder if McCauley could have been in one of those gas station holdouts, remember? Last month? Yeah. Well, we'll have him in the show up Thursday and see what happens. You want to take care of the arrest report? Yeah, I'll get out an ATB too. Might turn up some outside jobs on him. I feel hungry. You still got that candy bar from lunch? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, here you go. Uh-huh. What's the matter with you later, anyway? I don't know. Been eating like a horse, turn and Overnight report, Joe. Have a look. What do we got? 
Yeah. Liquor store? Gas station? Mm-hmm. Another liquor store. All three of them held up between midnight and 2 a.m. Take a look at the bank description. Mm-hmm. Yeah. WMA, 5 feet, 950 pounds. Medium build, dark hair, dark eyes, dark complexion, deep scar, and chin. How about Why didn't waste time getting started again, did he? It's a pretty big come down if it's McCoy. Diamond theft to liquor store. Well, he had to do something. He didn't have any clothes, no money. How about that car he used on those jobs? Stolen. He covered early this morning. They're going over to print. So now, Joe? Really? Yeah, I'll miss one right away. We'll just have to call a minute ago. Well, what's that? He's the name, I guess. Matthew Robbs. He runs a candy store near one of the great schools over in Boyle Heights. He might be able to tell you something. Yeah, about what? Nicole. Saw him last night. We got in the car and drove over to the Boyle Heights district where we located Matthew Hobbs' place of business. It was a small store on Delray Avenue, one block from the neighborhood grammar school. The sign out in front read, New Geneva Candy Parlor and Variety Store. There was the usual display in the window. A wind-up train, a few inexpensive dolls, pencils, writing tablets, and some crepe paper. Inside, the main attraction was two long showcases filled with a variety of penny candies. There was a small photo at the rear of the store with a slab of worn marble. Matthew Hobbs was a small, thin man. He looked to be in his mid-60s. He sat behind one of the counters selling cellophane bags of Christmas candy while he talked to us. We asked him about Nicola. Yes, that's right. Gentleman was here last night. About 10 o'clock, 10.15, no later. You want me to help him? Did you know Nicola that well, Mr. Hobbs? Hmm, as well as I know most of the kids who grew up around here. Yes, I guess I knew him well. well what did he ask for in the way of help? His money, clothes... He's got no family left. I guess I was the only one he thought to come to. Mm-hmm. Well, how is it that you didn't notify us sooner, Mr. Hobbs? I knew you'd ask. I'd like to explain if I could. Yes, sir, please. Did you hand me that stack of bags there, Sergeant? Yeah. No, no, no. No, the number two. Yeah, those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, here you are. Thank you. As I said, he knocked on my back door about 10 o'clock, and I let him in. I said, just like an animal. Some kind of crazy animal. Did he have handcuffs on? Yeah, but the chain connecting him was broken. Maybe he file off. He's handcuffed. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do it at first. I had no idea what was going on. He said he'd kill me if I didn't help him. But threatening me. I never saw Vernon like that before. Uh-huh. Go on, Tim. You know, Sergeant, I knew that boy when he was in grammar school right up the street there. Don't you sit down and think sometimes, huh? Where they grow up and change? Yes, sir. Well, what happened after you took the cuffs off of him? Then he got out of his gear clothes and put on one of my suits. Took what I had in my wallet, $12, and then he kept running around and he found my gun. He took that with him, too. Well, didn't you think of calling for help? Not the way you acted, Sergeant. Just like a crazy animal. I'd have killed you if I'd have tried anything. He warned me not to tell anybody who was here. He said he'd come back and kill me if I did. Well, I waited till this morning and I called the police. He said McCoy took a gun from Mr. Hatton. What kind of a gun was it? 32 automatic. Colt. I've had it for years. I have it registered with you people. He took just what he pleased, clothes, guns, money. If you want the truth, Sergeant, I just wasn't brave enough to try to stop him. Well, when McCoy left here, did you notice if he had a car? No, he, he left on foot. Walked across the street and went down that way, uh, towards the town. I don't know. I, I don't suppose you'll get too far. I, I hope not. Do you have any idea who he might try to contact? Some of his old friends, his relatives? No, no. He doesn't have any folks I know of. Terrible thing, isn't it? Kids growing up. Uh, the way they change, like Nicole. I can understand them when they're kids. Seen hundreds of them come through here. Know what they're thinking, how they feel. Kind of a hobby. 
I'm staying kids. Yes, sir. The trouble is they grow up. All of a sudden they stop being kids. Yes, sir. I don't understand them after that. After we left the candy store, we went back to the office and got out a supplementary APB containing a description of the suspect's clothing and the gun that he'd stolen. Together with Gonzalez and Tanya from robbery, Ben and I checked all of Nicole's known friends in his usual hangout. Stakeouts were placed. We got nowhere. The late evening holdups continued. Each of the victims identified Nicole as the bandit. He used the same M.O. in each case. They worked only on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. He'd steal a car, pull three holdups in the same general area within an hour, abandon the car in the same area, and then disappear. Two weeks passed, and then a month. The weekend robberies went on. In the most recent holdup victims, we found out that Nicole had picked up a partner. We checked the man's description to his staff's office. Each of the stolen cars used by the suspects and then abandoned were checked for print. They failed to identify the second man. The holdup continued. Nicole and his partner were still at large. Monday, January 26th, 8.30 a.m. Ben and I met with Captain Didion. What's the count, Captain? He used one, three holdups Friday, three Saturday, three Sunday. He's proved his point. He's consistent. Now, when do you blow the whistle on him? We're doing everything that can be done. Stake out, checking in, on duty. Not enough. The corner pocket wants some results. They want them fast. Uh, how about the times listed for the three stick-ups last night? Have they been double-checked? No, correct. There's something else for you. Figure it out. What is it, Joe? Oh, look here. The drugstore out in West Hollywood robbed at 11.14 p.m. Yeah? All right, now this one. Coffee shop out in the valley robbed at 11.21 p.m. Both of them seen them old same area. Well, it doesn't fail you. They couldn't have made it from the spot in West Hollywood out to the valley in seven minutes. It's not possible. There's a report. Check it. I know, but how could they do it? There must be some way to work out the answer. There's got to be. I can give you a shortcut, you know. Nicole, find him. Another two weeks passed, and then two weeks more. Besides the extra men and units put in service on weekends, two dozen separate stakeouts were established in areas where we figured Nicole and his accomplice would strike. Didn't help much. The holdups continued. There was only one difference. The description of the bandit didn't drive anymore. We still didn't have an answer to the superhuman speed that the two gunmen seemed to show in robbing victims at widely separated points all within a short period of time. We stayed on it. Friday, February 21st. Ben and I took our turn on night stake out in a vacant store on Sunset Boulevard. We were assigned to cover a drugstore and a bar directly across the street. We spent two weekends on the job. It was quiet. Nothing happened. The third weekend was no different. One thing's for sure, we never have any luck taking stakeouts. No, we won't. This empty store must be the grassiest place in town. Well, we've had worse. What time you got? Mm, five past midnight. A little band over in the bar sure earn your money, don't you? Mm, allowed anyway. Sure, but hmm? have a look. Hey, you car down the street, actually? Oh, well, yeah, they're heading for the bar. What do you think? Both got dark here. About the same day. I'll drop down the hurry. I'm going in the bar. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come on, we better hurry. That's it. Come on. All right, throw them again. Look out. All right, hold it, hold it. Throw them again. Now, come on. Hands behind your head. Right there. 
Come on, I'm You all right, Ben? Yeah. You had a good point. Well, that's both of them. That wraps it up, huh? Well, you better look again. Huh? Neither one of them, Macaulay. You are listening to Dragnet, a series of authentic case histories documented from official files. Many of our corporate customers are worried about employees going wild purchasing office supplies. Staplesrank.com allows them to set up workflow approvals and gives them more control over purchases. Staplesrank.com and IBM are bringing office supplies and office management together. I'm Emory Keen of Staplesrank.com, Vice President of Business to Business E-Commerce. Staplesrank with a great idea of giant step forward. Revolutionized the office supply industry for the Saturday, February 22nd. Ben and I took the two robbery suspects downtown to the city hall of the interrogation room. We checked them through R&I and found that they both had records for burglary and grand theft auto. The car that they've been using that night had been stolen. After two and a half hours of interrogation, one of the suspects, a P. Albanez, decided to break down and cooperate. 1 a.m. The interrogation room. I got something out of it, don't I? Helping you. You're not going to forget I helped you when you get me in court. Most people know about it, please. You'll be making our report, and I want you to do it. And you were never sure went for it. Believe me, it won't happen again. The caller, he talked me in with. Talked into what, please? Help me on a pickup. I was his partner in Macaulay's girlfriend, which Albanese had given us. 
The girlfriend's name was Esther Revard. She told us that she hadn't seen Nicole in more than two weeks. We asked her if she knew where the suspect stayed when he was in town. She gave us an address on South Chico. We called in and arranged for a stakeout on the girl's place, and, and we drove over to check the address that she'd given us. It was a small apartment court on the edge of the industrial district. Nicole wasn't there, neither was the manager. We talked to one of the tenants who told us that the manager, um, Mrs. Clara Fontaine, was out of town. He said that while she was gone, her daughter Norma was looking after the place. The daughter was employed as a secretary at the Blue Cross Hospital plan office over on Wilshire Boulevard. We called the office and arranged for another stake out at the apartment court. 1.25 p.m. We located the landlady's daughter at the Blue Cross office on Wilshire. We showed her Nicole's mug shot. I think, uh, one of Mom's tenants, Mr. Reynolds. He's in Bungalow 5. Anyone staying with him or something? No one's registered with him, no. He has visitors, though. Is something wrong? Well, when did you see this man last? This morning. When I was leaving for work, he was outside working in his car. He just speaking to Sure, go ahead. Blue Cross. Yes, sir. I see. No, just address the letter to Blue Cross Hospital phone. You can send it back there at the welfare office. That's right. You're welcome. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can see. You told us that you saw this man working on his car this morning. Oh, yes. He was uh, parked right outside in front. I couldn't very well miss it. I'm going to tell Mama about it when she gets home. What's that, Miss? Well, it was certainly strange because it's not that time of year. That's why I noticed it. What's that? Uh, he was changing the license plate from his car. Did you get the number? It's right here in my place. <laughs> 1.32 p.m. With the information furnished us by the girl, Ben got on the phone and called in a description of the suspect's car, together with the two sets of license numbers. With a 1941 Ford sedan, dark blue, white sidewall tires. Communications got out a broadcast and a supplementary ATV on it. At 6 p.m., Ben and I relieved the men on a stakeout at Nicole's apartment. We waited. No sign of him. We checked with the office on the hour. No sign of the car. 10 p.m. Still nothing doing. 11 o'clock. Gonzalez and Pena from robbery drove out and relieved us, and we headed back to the office. 11.26 p.m. What do you think? I don't know. It's plugged every hole I can think of. Things do for a break, isn't it? Over you. I can use some sleep. Yeah. Wait a minute. Right. Yeah, right away. Yeah. Hi. Here's one to move on. Yeah. Carlson Beacon, southeast corner. What is it? Nicole's car. They got it spotted. 56 p.m. Ben and I drove to the vicinity of 12th and Beacon where we checked with the men in Unit 80K who'd spotted the car. They'd gotten out a Code 5 on it. The description matched perfectly. A 1941 Ford sedan, dark blue, white sidewall tires. The license number was one of those given us by the apartment manager's daughter that afternoon. Together with the two men in 86K, we staked out on the suspect's car at a distance. It parked almost exactly in the middle of the block. About 20 feet behind it, a red and white delivery truck was parked. The street was fairly deserted. The only place of business open was a small corner bar at the far end of the block. 12.30. 1 a.m. No one came near the dark blue sedan. We waited. 2 a.m. The corner bar closed up. A man came out, got in the red and white delivery truck, and drove off. 2.30 a.m. The dark blue sedan was still sitting there. We kept waiting. Roger, 13 hour, 7. 
Well, one way or the other, I wish he'd make up his mind. Mm, it's a long way. Closer in here and it wasn't that vacant floor. Oh, better check and see if you're clear. Yeah, right, I'll do it. 82 to control one. 80 to control one. Control one to 80 Go ahead. 82 to control one. Are we clear? Control one to 80 Stand by. Oh, you're in smoke. Mm, I'm out. You too? Mm, yeah. I guess we do without. Yeah. Control one to eight okay. Control one to eight okay. You're clear. Code one, TMAC 670. 82 to control one, Roger. TMAC 670. Have a look, Joe. Just turn the car. Yeah. Far end of the block, opposite side. Heading up this way. Yeah. You make out two of them there? Mm hmm. Two. They're passing by this bandit. Oh. No, they're. No. We're getting there, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Come on. Spotted us, Joe. They're getting out. All right, hold it there, both of you. Down, Joe. Get off the toy. Behind that car. Mm -hmm. All right, hold it. Don't shoot, go. Throw out your gun, both of you. Harry, don't shoot. Throw out your gun. Don't kill it. Get up, Harry. Don't kill it. Come on, throw him out. Don't shoot. Here's my gun. Don't shoot. One of them. Come on, Harry. You got it. Get up. That's two. Let's go. Yeah, careful. There's a gun. Don't shoot it. Got my hand up. I keep him up. Okay, I will. But don't shoot. I didn't use my gun. How he did? I tried to tell him you heard me. You heard me. You heard me. Cannot be shoot. Check my gun. I didn't shoot it. Come on. Get him out in front of him. I get you. Come on, Rocky. Third time for me. All right, clear it. Okay, Joe. You ready? Let's go. You took the wrong time to cry, Mister. Please, now, this is the third time for me. I'm no good in that. You had your chances. You took them away. Let's make a deal, huh? I'm no good in jail. No good at all. You know better out here. Let's go. Siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big 